Welcome to Cut to the Podcast, a guest episode, and boy, do we have a guest for you. His work speaks for itself, literally. He has worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, and I must say, his socials are filled with really valuable information, not only for voiceover artists, but for creatives as well. Craig Williams from Craig's Voice Over. Is that correct, Craig? Am I getting that? Craig's Voice Talent. Woo! <laughs> nice try, dumb. Talent. How could I miss the talent part? Because you are very talented. Craig's Voice Talent. Craig, welcome to the episode. Land Rover. Everything you've known about luxury SUVs has changed forever. Winston Churchill is one of the best known, and some say one of the greatest statesmen of the 20th century. At Hiscox, we try to make good at times of loss and give our word that we will be there when you need us. Some people say, stay in your comfort zone. Don't rock the boat. Stick with the status quo. Apple say, don't care about what anybody else says. Now listen, I've done an intro for you. Give us, give us a little slice. Introduce yourself. What do you, what do you get up to? Well, uh, first of all, I have to start off with, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Craig fe- featured in a previous episode. It was the the fact you episode. So thank you for that. Hey Finn. Hey Martin. How the fuck are you? It's Craig Williams here, voice actor from Houston, Texas. So tell us, what are you up to? Uh, thank you for saying all those wonderful things about me that's all very very good um yeah just loving life um loving meeting new creatives and just having a ball when you get to my age um you start to realize that time goes down away and uh i'm just trying to have some fun nice well with that in mind shall we have a cheers absolutely slauncher now it's not a requirement that that we all have a drink, but we do like to have a little a little drink. It's a it's a nice replacement for a catch up in a pub, given the you're so far away. What's what's the beer you're drinking there? It is Shiner Bock, and if you ever come to Texas, it is compulsory that you must drink it. Just like uh, at the airport, they hand you a gun. Um, they also hand you a bottle of Shiner Bock. So. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of German. It is. Is, is there it a German? Is. I think yeah. um, it's either German or Polish. The people who moved just north of Houston created the brewery. Um, it is. I think it's the third biggest craft brewery in the States. So they make a shit ton. The Germans know what they're doing in terms of beer. They do. And it's actually very nice. So Nice. Well, I am always drinking Innocent Gun. That is kind of all I drink. Martin, you've got a new fancy beer toy. I, I've got a perfect draft machine, and this is Stella Artois, straight from Belgium. It's a Belgian um, 5.2% keg, which is not what you get in the UK. In the UK, it tastes like piss, but in Belgium, it tastes fucking excellent. <laughs> well, Craig, listen, there's, um, there's a few things we want to learn from you today and to find out more. And the first thing is... How you've learnt your craft. Now, of course, I believe you haven't always been a voiceover artist. So perhaps you could let us know what you were doing before becoming a voiceover artist. What led you to it? How did you get started? God, it's a long story. Um, let's go back to when I was 17. What year? Um, are we, what, what year are we talking? So Where my, are we throwing back? God, do I have to? <laughs> go on. 1988 to 1993. <laughs> Oh, fun years. They were very fun years. <laughs> and, and, you know, Flicks, uh, Flicks and Brecon, it's... The nightclub is in a town with 6,000 people, okay? And we had Rick Astley, uh, Sneaker. We had all of the big acts. They all came. It was. I'm, I'm on YouTube. The Hitman and her, Pete Warman, did a nighttime show. He always used to come up, and uh, uh, it, it was just, it was really, really cool. Long story, I told you. So then um, I met my wife at the nightclub, and uh, we got serious, and we started to have kids, as you do. And then it became apparent that being a nightclub DJ wasn't such a good idea after all. Um, not conducive to <laughs> a good marital relationship. So uh, I said, fuck it, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to get a proper job. And I decided to go into electrical engineering. 
So I went back to college when I was 25. I went to the Abit uh, University of Aberdeen in Dundee and then um, went into the oil and gas industry, uh, earned a shit ton of money, did really, really well, uh, done good for myself. And uh, that's what led me to Houston in the first place um, was oil and gas and to get away from the cold, horrible, dark winter nights in Scotland. We, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no. So, uh, um, and then, I, like I said, I've been into music all my life, so I, the radio was always on. And every time I was listening to the radio, I, especially in America, because it's all commercial stations, I just kept on hearing the, the ads in the breaks. And I kept on saying, I could do better than that. I could do that. And um, one day I just said, you know what? Fuck it. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So I went and I got in touch with a, a voiceover coach in Houston. He was an old radio guy and um, trained with him for a little while. Uh, found out that I really loved it. Really loved it. it was getting behind the mic was just so natural for me. Um, and then... I've just worked my ass off and worked with coaches. My uh, biggest coach was one of the biggest coaches in LA um, that taught me a lot about commercial voiceover. And uh, yeah, it's just come leaps and bounds in the last, this is my sixth year now. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Like, Thank you. Listening to your showreel material, uh, what I liked most about it is you could tell it was all you, but the nuances, the differences that you were giving each project because you know there's commercial there's documentary stuff there's e-learning um uh tell us about like <laughs> i even saw a video where you use a, a rubber ducky to talk to to kind of <laughs> imagine imagine your ideal audience you know in terms of learning that subtlety you know some of that nuance how do you get to to where you are today in terms of that skill the the biggest thing um and it's in one of my videos is getting out your own fucking way it really really is because you know when i used to come into my booth and i saw this shiny microphone I, you know it used to be oh i'm going to speak like this and it's going to be the most amazing thing in the world and and it's like it's, it's so far from the truth what you've got to do is you've got to get to a stage where you're really comfortable with yourself and then everything even if it's an e-learning script or something that most people would seem see as really boring you've got to find things in it that interest you and come from a place where you're interested in, in, in it. And uh, if you can't do that, think of something else that does make you feel how you want to feel and and do it that way. So it's actually more about acting than, than your voice. So everybody thinks it's about your voice. My voice isn't great. It's just I have a good way of using it and making it sound natural, I think, anyway. I think you've got a great voice, just putting it out there. Very crisp, very warm. I'm almost at home. I'm at home listening to you. Well, thank you. Maybe you could do some um, some audiobooks. The thing about audiobooks is they pay shit and they take forever. <laughs> it takes about... Really, if you're not good at it, it takes four hours recording time for every hour of finished audio because there's so much editing that goes on. It's So if it's a 10-hour book, it's going to take you a whole week of eight-hour days to, to record that. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day because I listened to Stephen Fry that did all the Harry Potter books when I was growing up. Amazing. Have you had any experience in kind of audiobook work? Not in fiction because I don't think I have the brain capacity to switch between all of the characters. Yeah. Um, I could probably come up with the characters, but remembering what they sounded like three chapters in <laughs> uh, and stuff like that, yeah, that's just not what I do but what I did used to do when I first got started because my granddad um, he used to be blind so he used to listen to reel to reels he used to listen to the newspaper and reel to reels and I used to mm. sit there and I was just fascinated with my granddad listening to the news and all that kind of shit so when I got to Houston I found out there is a, a radio station in Houston that does that it's called sight into sound it's reading for the blind so I used to read a magazine for them um, uh, 30 minutes every Sunday so I did that for about two years and it did teach me that yeah I don't want to do audiobooks <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but it, it, yeah I love audible uh, I listen to audiobooks all the time yeah nice 
all the time. The, the other thing I was super impressed with your your work is how much you share about your work. You know, some of uh, some of your journey and how you got to where you are. If you had to condense your your learning down to just one thing, if you were like it, like an elevator pitch, right? If you were like, oh, you're a voiceover artist. Well, here's my top tip. What would your top tip be for someone who really wants to learn the craft of it? Really, it is be yourself because everybody has a voice. You have something unique about yourself. Don't block that. Allow that to come through and then that will make the distinction between you and everybody else. That's really my biggest tip. It's great advice. That was a good tip. Shall we cut to? Because we've got more stuff to chat about. Cut, cut to! to! Cut to! <laughs> I, nice. so late. I was waiting for Craig to jump in because I wasn't sure if you were gonna, but I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Like always, I'll sync it up in post-production. It's fine. It's <laughs> there fine. we go. <laughs> Get through! Right, so we've, we've learned about the learning part of your journey to become a working creative. And I think there's, you know, the, the creative class, and I, I'm doing the bunny ears there because um, there's a lot of people who throw question marks around this creative class that doesn't even exist. And aren't we just workers like the rest of them? Uh, like videography, for example, is a craft. You know, you're working with your hands, with tools and creating something at the end of the day. However, there's a lot of people out there that do want to work in the creative industries. And don't know about you guys, but from when I thought about that compared to doing that, vastly different. So in terms of, in terms of working as a creative, that earning element, how did you come about to earning money from that? Because you obviously did a little bit of practicing as you've explained, but what was your first paid job as, as a voiceover? Great question. And um, there is uh, what is called, they call them pay to plays. They're uh, online audition sites. So basically they have, uh, you pay say $400 a year and that gives gets you access to a lot of clients. They post a job on there and then you can go in audition for it. And if you get chosen, um, you can book the job. So that is how I started. Um, and for some weird reason, if you had asked me when I first started this, who my ideal client was, it would probably immediately be Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce was, you know, that's, I, I've kind of got a, a good voice for luxury and that would be, you know, I, I did a voiceover for Rolls-Royce, holy shit. And if it wasn't the first, it was definitely the second gig I ever booked was for Rolls-Royce Marine. Wow. Nice. And I was the voice for Rolls-Royce Marine for all of their online YouTube videos until they sold themselves to Kongsberg, which was about uh, two years ago. So that is how I got started. And I would rec recommend anybody who's getting into voiceover, um, that is the best way to get started. Hmm. And it was $200 for a two minute video. So that was okay. So what's are you are you able to share with us what's what's the going rate now? Can can we still can we still get that rate? <laughs> yes. Uh um I'm now for a basic video is $250 I charge um and uh that is as long as it's not used for advertising purposes. If it's going to be on a YouTube site then yep 250 bucks and you can get my voice. My email address. <laughs> oh, look, it, it'll be in the show notes, yeah. everyone. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and just off the back of um, the the price of things, what one thing that um, I didn't realize um, going into this industry, and what a lot of our clients don't realize still, is that there are costs to the usage and the specifically the usage rights of your voice. Um, could you kind of share? What what's the what's the crack with that? What's what's the script with usage rights? It is and voiceover artists extremely fucking complicated. <laughs> I don't even understand it. The whole of the industry doesn't really understand it. Now, obviously, I have agents in the U.S. and they deal with all of that shit for me. 
So if I book a commercial gig, then they'll deal with the usage for me. Um, there are some websites, uh, the GVAA, um, the Global VoiceOver Academy. They have a basic rate guide for voiceover and also a company in the UK called Gravy for the Brain. They also have a rate guide. So that's kind of an idea. And in the UK for TV stuff, it's based on um, oh, what they called again. The the purchasing the person who purchases the 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 TV ad has to know hmm. how many people it's going to go out to, and they're supposed to supply supply that to us, and then we can work out the 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 rates. But I understand from a client's point of view that it's it's all just a pain in the ass. I I do understand that you want to you want to pay me to do a voiceover project, and you want to use it for everything, but what they don't understand is let's say um i do something for the royal bank of scotland okay um and the royal bank of scotland they want exclusivity with that that means i cannot do any other banking voiceovers while i am locked in that contract with with rbs so therefore rbs have to pay more for my services because i'm being prevented from going for any other um within that industry and that's very prevalent and that's some things that clients don't tend to understand that there are nuances um, like that but when it comes to especially now with pre-rolls and YouTube and online ads it's uh, it's whew, it's a nightmare out there nobody knows what's going on and how much to charge but it is my voice is just like somebody singing it's just like Ed Sheeran or something like that you know it, it's it belongs to me you get to use it um but it, it belongs to me it's my unique voice Ed Sheeran doesn't give it away for free no I'd prefer to listen to you mate <laughs> <laughs> no 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 offense to Ed we're all pals <laughs> no. he gets it he gets it he gets it yeah but it, it, yeah I, but in answer to your question I really don't understand it all myself yeah 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 very yeah it is what advice would you give to to fledgling voiceover artists who may be working directly with clients in regards to a simple way of navigating that protecting their interests do your research um you know there are a lot of forums on facebook and other places where people are delighted to help you out and give you an idea of, of what your the fees that you should be charging are um what you know we've had a discussion on on the previous episode about what fiverr and other places like that are doing to the creative industry um you know there are voiceovers out there who will give their voices away for five dollars um for a video and they're doing themselves a disservice. Um, it, it's there is a going rate. It is a craft, like you say. There are so many things that go on in the background. Um, the training that we've got to do, the equipment uh, that we've got. You know, my microphone here is is not cheap. I think this one here is a thousand dollars, and you know, a lot of people use U87s, which are like three and a half grand. So it's there's there's a lot of costs involved. And the other thing is. Um, you're going to be working marketing you're going to be doing so many things behind the scenes that your whole week is going to be taken up with other stuff to do and you have to account for that when it comes to your services and um you're not going to book a hundred videos a day at five dollars and make five hundred dollars a day it's just never going to happen you have to um price yourself in a way that you get what you deserve and it's difficult because there is that race to the bottom because everybody wants to work yeah in, ter in terms of in terms of the the earning um element uh things are changing quite rapidly are prices going down even for professionals such as yourself or are you able to to maintain that i can maintain that because what you do i'm sure you've done this over over time as well it's all about creating relationships with your clients um and you know people know the service that i provide they know they're going to get top quality audio they know that it's going to be on time they know it's going to be exactly what they want and that's something that people are willing to pay for so with all i just my rate is my rate okay if you're a new client i might discount a little bit to to let you know how good i am but you know apart from that my rate's my rate if you're not prepared to pay for it then that's fine there'll be somebody else out there who does you just won't get me 
<laughs> it won't be as good as well. No, you know? obviously not. <laughs> Idiots, you know. <laughs> you, it's, it's the old, it's the old-fashioned thing. You get what you pay for. You know exactly. And if there's one thing that that I've most definitely learnt with dealing with not only creatives but really anything that you buy, is <laughs> the cheapest option is never never the best, and that's an obvious obvious thing. But the most expensive option is often not the best either. But I totally judge it on those those elements that you're not actually paying for, like. How quick are they to get back in touch? What's the what's how how good are they at communicating? Um, you know, do they seem like you know a nice company to work with or or an individual? Those types of soft elements, and that all costs, as you say. So you kind of need to build that in if you are being your own business. Yeah, and that was actually really one of the most difficult things when I first got started was getting my hat, head wrapped around the business side because obviously we all get into this because we have creative minds and we want to do all this creative shit and, and make really cool stuff and and that's what really drives me but at the end of the day we've got to pay the bills as well so um, the, the business side of things is something that's not taught that, that I, don't, I don't even know if there's anywhere that people can go to learn that it's just you have to learn it as you go and, and uh, it's tough hmm. well they can go to craigsvoicetalent.com because uh, you, you do have a blog shameless plug before um, we move on to the next segment I think it's just a good opportunity to explain to everyone who may be listening or watching this that we are not sponsored by absolutely anyone no beer company, no no microphone company, not Rolls Royce, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so if you are enjoying the content, then it'd be great if you could just share it along. You know what to do as well if, if you want to hear and see more of this and like, subscribe, you know, ding, 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 you know the thing. And without further ado, shall we move it on with a little cut to... Cut to... Good opportunity to, uh, to lubricate the engine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was just thinking we could pr we well maybe not with the current numbers we're pulling but Beerhawk would be a great sponsor and they do a lot of sponsors and they they're the guys who deliver all the uh, the kegs for Perfect Draft so maybe I can hook us all up with a Perfect Draft and Beerhawk can uh, can sponsor us that'd be a decent deal direct message them why do you not have Innocent Gun if Innocent Gun was available in the keg there'd be one in the kitchen right now. Well, they've just added tenants, so it's not it's not beyond the the realms of possibilities. Absolutely not interested. <laughs> and and brew dog, yeah, but just in terms of like brew smaller, dog, I know definitely brew dog's not kind of interested. Super. Definitely not. Oh no, interested. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just do a little Google search on that one. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, let's get on to like living. You know, your day to day life. What's it? what's it like you know talk talk us through maybe not an average day because i'm sure like uh, a lot of people it probably uh, fluctuates a little bit but what's it like being a voiceover artist as a job it's not what everybody thinks um it's that what is his name is it parody peroni rule uh 80 20 um it's 20 percent doing voiceover stuff and it's 80 percent marketing um billing invoicing um it's just there is a lot of stuff that goes on behind so it uh, you know i wouldn't say a typical day but the, you know i get up at five o'clock in the morning because i'm in houston and so that's uh 11 a.m uk time so that gives me 11 until five um uk time that I, I can do sessions so you know well, there's there's one thing nobody would expect a voiceover guy to get up at five o'clock in the morning you think you know crawl out of bed at 11 o'clock in the morning do some <laughs> shit and then go and watch neighbors or something like that but did i just say neighbors <laughs> i think so <laughs> well we're learning more and more about you by the second you may as well be getting up at 11 a.m if you're watching neighbors mate <laughs> <laughs> exactly so um and the first thing and you know if i don't have any sessions that day I will spend well actually I go for a run first and then I uh, I'll do marketing yeah I am just you know I'll send out personalized emails to people who are in my funnel and and that's the biggest thing about voiceover is you just have to it's just like any creative you know you've got to get your shit in front of people if people don't see or hear what you do 
then uh, why are they going to... They're not going to reach out. Nobody's going to type in Craig Williams into Google for a voiceover. Nobody's going to do that. They're going to type in British voiceover. So I said, well, I'm going to be number one on Google for British voiceover. So I researched a shit out of it. And now in the US anyway, if you type in British voiceover, I am number one organic on Google. So that's all the kind of stuff that I am doing in the background. And then I mentioned that there's the online casting sites. I probably spend an hour uh, on auditioning every day. Um, Hmm. And that's another thing that people don't understand is we are worse than actors. We get rejected on a constant Mm. basis. You know, if I if I audition a hundred times, I am gonna book probably five jobs. Oofed. So so ninety five people are gonna tell me to fuck off, your voice wasn't good enough. And you have to you you, you have to deal with that shit. And how 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 are the, the rejections actually though? Like what what's What's the gamut of, did, has anyone actually ever said, you know what, Craig, <laughs> fuck off. off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's worse. They just don't get back to yeah, you. Uh, so you don't know. And, and at the end of the day, it, another tip for people who are coming into the voiceover industry is do not take rejection personally. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got to do, you know, if somebody's casting a voiceover project, they have a voice in their head already. So if your voice doesn't sound roughly like them, you're screwed right from the start. Really, that's what it comes down to. So you have to get your voice in front of as many people as possible so when one person hears it, he says, ah, that's the voice that I was looking for. I know that sounds boring as shit, but it is a grind. Day day to day, then thinking back, uh, I always like to ask this because Martin and I have some cracking stories. What is like the worst scenario you've been through uh that's a really good question and the worst case scenario that i have had it wasn't actually related to a job it was a competition last year actually where um a um an online site put a competition out for the best voiceover um in the world kind of thing and uh so i I auditioned for it and I got selected for the the final um, section of people and nice so I did it from my home studio and I self-recorded it and it was absolutely fantastic that's what I do all the time but the uh, the final was a live show online kind of similar to this but it was actually going out live and you know I didn't think I was gonna get that nervous and Uh, I was shooting the shit with everybody in the green room and we were all having fun and everything was good. And then they called my name and for some bizarre reason, my heart started going at 200 miles an hour. My mouth got cotton mouth and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to say didn't quite happen on the live show. And uh, uh, I didn't do um, quite as well as I would have liked. And, uh, but... I've learned from that. Um, basically, I put myself out in many other life situations like that now, and uh, I, I, I don't get that anymore. But uh, that was probably the worst I've ever felt. I've never had any of the Stephen Toast, um, uh, Clem Fandango moments, if you know what I'm talking about, where the guy behind the glass is saying shit and and asking you to say something over and over and over and over and over again um just two words oh can you say it like this oh can you say it like that yeah just to be clear so these will be heard on every submarine in the royal navy yeah they're just automating and digitizing everything you know the commander presses a button and the recording of your voice will be heard immediately yeah i'm not interested in all that can we just crack on i'm gonna have to look it up and like cut it in fire the nuclear weapons Stephen, that was good you think you can give it another try, this time say it in a less alarming way? Less alarming? I've just given the order to fire the nuclear weapons. I've just unleashed Armageddon. Yes, but the feeling here is that you could do it in a way which is a little less dramatic. It's just a little bit over the top at the moment. Have fun with it. I haven't had that, but I've heard many, many people having that kind of stuff. Oh, thanks for um, telling us how you 
essentially conquered that anxiety um, by putting yourself in that situation again and again. Like I think that's a really important thing to do when you do have sort of anxious moments, especially when you're a performer. Um, so yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, it's I, I'm I'm a bit of an asshole sometimes about myself, so I I punish myself if I don't do something right, then I will put myself in that situation over and over again until I get it right. So yeah, it's a great trait to have. Learn by doing. Um, I, yeah. I um, gosh, I remember the first time I had to publicly speak was a debate in like grade ten or something. Must have been. 14 or something and I can still remember it to this day how sweaty my palms were I could I, I didn't realize palms could get sweaty until that point um, and it is it is something that that you learn and that element of putting yourself out there in front of someone you're needing to it's kind of a performance because you're needing to, well, be yourself, but you're needing to sell yourself, but you need to be authentic. You can't come across like you think you know it all, but you need to come across like you do know it all. And then you need to actually remember all the knowledge that you have. And it just, it does um, become like a lot to keep in your head and practice makes so much perfect. Um, yeah, so from sweaty palms to, to nice, Calm palms in about 20 years is how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, and thinking about, um, you know, some of those some of those worst times, you know, there must have been some great times as well. What was what's been a highlight of your career? Um, another great question. Um, Let me get the list. <laughs> I think, you know, there, there is absolutely no doubt that every time you reel in a client that you you think, holy shit, you know, yeah, I've done stuff for Ford, I've done stuff for Porsche, I've done stuff for Amazon, Google, Spotify. I think Spotify was probably the 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 nicest one to get because i think it was it wasn't last year it was a year before i was the voice of anybody in the uk who hadn't re-signed for spotify they had a whole load of ads that um they would play these people to try and get them to re-sign up That's to spotify awesome. so um yeah it was it was really a, a really cool project the only thing about that is i didn't get to hear it because i wasn't in the uk <laughs> well loads of people did uh, <laughs> millions of people would have heard that for sure yeah so 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 that was really 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 cool and uh the other good one was i'm uh i'm on google nest if you go into curries or something like that uh one of the voices on their test set is mine so That's not the awesome. actual voice of oh. google but one of the guys who's telling google to do something in the in the video nice okay. nice yeah nice one yeah but uh yeah that that's and, and every time you get a tv commercial that's always you know that's that's nice yeah it's always yeah good. i'm i'm still the same as well doesn't matter who the client is or the the size of the job i it's it little wins this, this is something that i keep in the back of my head it's not just the big wins and sometimes it's just a great a great like client call like that might might not be i just felt like oh that went really well you know a little little pat pat on the backs and especially if you're a, a solo creative as well working you know i'm lucky enough to be working with martin and we work with a bunch of other creatives as well um, but if you are solo um you know you're you're a bit of a connector as well and indeed was i one of your did you just randomly email me is that how we uh yeah probably um he doesn't even I... remember doesn't even rem <laughs> I, I won't take it personally because there's probably thousands of them that did but i got yeah. back i got back which i always try to <clears throat> but it's getting more and more difficult it's... yeah i can't remember what i used to do is i used to have a uh, a lady in india who sourced leads oh, so that's for, who it was for video <laughs> for video no that wasn't her that, that emailed you so she said <laughs> 
<laughs> so she gets me the leads ah. and I can't remember if you were before I used her or after I used her but I would get the lead and then I would research it so I went to the YouTube site I watched some of the the, the video podcasts that you did and uh, I get to know that that's what I want to do a lot of people think that you should be trying to sell your services I don't want to sell my services I want to get to know the people that I can create really good shit with that's what I, that's how I look at it so uh, that's you know when I met you and, and on on virtually um, I, I, I could tell straight away especially the way that you wrote back and from the podcast that you're just a cool guy to work with I'm gonna I'm gonna be snipping that out listening to that <laughs> listening to that on the loop <laughs> get get it get everyone in the room quick quick here's the evidence um, well that's very very kind of you to say and and likewise I I really like that approach to business and relationships it's a it's a long it's a long game and what i've found i play and have played for you know decade plus that exact same game and what i found is that people recommend you all the time like you you would most definitely be on the top of the list because of all of those elements that you said about me you're a real nice guy you're a strong communicator there's a lot of trust that I have in you. So I would have no hesitation to be like, oh, listen, if you're looking for um, a British voice, can you do accents, by the way? What's, what's the deal uh, I can't really. Um, I can do some. I'm actually going through dialect training Ooh. just now to do an American accent, but it's absolutely fucking terrible. So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> That's all right. Keep us in the loop. Keep us in the loop. <clears throat> we, I will. We won't put you I on will. the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. what about um last last question on on kind of you know day-to-day life and it's it's a bit of a bullshit question but it's very true that kind of work life balance and it, it, if that's even a thing but given that that you do work for yourself how are you how are you balancing that i try and look at it that if i don't go out and create experiences for myself then I will find it more difficult to try and bring those experiences to any of my voiceover reads so the way I look at it is you have to have a good balance when you're in the creative industry because if you don't go and see places do things go to concerts see just immerse yourself in those kind of things and have fun then you know how are you going to be able to impart that into a voiceover read so i really do take the work-life balance very seriously now as a freelancer you are somewhat tied to your clients and if they need something and it's the weekend then um you kind of have to do it but i do i do try and draw the line i says look can it not wait until monday i'm, I'm spending time with my grandkids or i'm doing something if they say if they say craig now this really needs to be done today then i'll make an excuse and the family's cool with that but um you do have to realize as a freelancer you are at the mercy of clients but you should definitely put yourself first you have to go out and and experience things my opinion great advice yeah, yeah very well said yeah I, I get um do you remember do you remember parties do you remember when we used to go to like parties and like you know lots of people around in a in a in a space um I used to get asked this question a lot because they would they would look at me and be like oh so like you you do your own thing um because it's a creative it's like some sort of kudos thing they don't know the day-to-day grind um but there's always always that question of like oh not having a boss must be brilliant and (laughs) all i all i ever and i say this as well and i always think it is i don't have a boss i've got multiple (laughs) bosses like i've got as many bosses as as i currently have clients on the books um and they're all my boss and and yes i can set expectations um, and they'll reset them sometimes, <laughs> but but at the end of the day, um, you know, there's not there's not some glorious solution to working for yourself. That you know, that <laughs> there's some silver linings, um, but it's a it's a tough game. It is, it is. But you know, I can after this, 
I can go and do whatever I want until somebody makes me do something <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. Is that before or after you do all of the accounts and, and uh, the yeah, marketing exactly, and, yeah. and the business development stuff and <laughs> learning American as there an you accent? Go. <laughs> Singing like, lessons. Is, is, Oh, are you are you taking singing lessons? Yep, just started a couple of weeks ago to help with my breathing and mm. do all that kind of stuff. So yeah, awesome. it's just all, it's constant, man. You got to keep on improving yourself. Yeah, nice. Every day's a school day. Well, uh, shall we move on with a little cut to cut to? You do realize that I am I am fervently against day drinking, and you are making me day drink. Ah, that's fine. You you can't be too <laughs> against it. It didn't take much well, convincing. Well, it's, it's because I end up a sloppy mess around oh, dinner time. So. Let's, let's give it another cheers then. Here's, yeah, to, here's to you day drinking. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so what, what time is it over there just now? Are you six? It is six hours, six behind. hours behind. So what time is it? Uh, so it must be so three. three. So many three devices three, around. Three, three o'clock now. Three. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty late in the day, I think. <laughs> it's a Friday, you know. It's half day on a Friday. <laughs> it is a Friday, yeah. and yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm pretty sure since March 2020, it's just drinking. It is. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. The problem with me is I don't drink beer as much as maybe I should. I am a, a tequila man. Ah. Ooh, I love myself a margarita. I actually love a tequila as well. With ice. <clears throat> and there is some, you know, tequila over here is, is, is because we're oh, very... Close to um, Mexico. And Hispanic. Yeah. yeah, we're a very Hispanic community. Uh, the, 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 the variety of tequilas is like you have a whiskey back home. Mm-hmm. Tell you what. It's really cool. I, I find it difficult to drink tequila as a straight liquor because of ter- terrible terrible experiences te- which which i cannot that and jaeger i i blame nah, i blame nah. the irish i i literally blame the irish um i mean and the australians and and the scots are not much better to be honest well that's a strange thing for me because everybody asked me oh you you know you're from scotland you must love whiskey and um, i had exactly the same as you my parents left me alone in the house when i was 14 <laughs> a fucking stupid thing to do <laughs> didn't lock a drinks cabinet or anything it's like fuck yeah here we go Glavar, <laughs> bloody Glenmorangie there we go vodka Bacardi <laughs> oh more Glenmorangie <laughs> oh my lord I will never forget that day for the rest of my life <laughs> I was meant to be doing dry January um and and <laughs> shit <laughs> I I did really well until the 28th of January oh 28th god this is your first beer? Are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm absolutely, <laughs> absolutely fibbing. It, 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 I didn't even it make it past not... the first week. No, I, I, really I, I made it. I made it. I made it two weeks, but there was there was a good reason. There was a good reason which I can't share. Um, <laughs> when I heard that, it was like, really? What's the fucking point in that? Um, it's like discipline. It's alcohol. D- discipline. Dull discipline. Um, and, yeah. and also, uh, I I know for a fact, like, I I have kept my exercise up. But I know for a fact that that the thing that forces forces my fluctuation of weight up and down is the amount of beer that I because I don't drink anything else. I'll, I'll have a gin and tonic. Um, I just love beer and Innocent Gun. God damn you! You better you better pay for some of this podcast at some point. I need I need to recoup the last few years of my life somehow. Um, so what is it? Is it an IPA or what kind of beer is it? It's a, it's a lager and it has one of the most beautiful tins that they're redesigned. Oh, that is gorgeous. I know, but they've redesigned it. I actually, Steph was laughing at me. I bought I bought a four pack in in the the uh, the cardboard casing, and I was in the kitchen wrapping it up in tin foil and with um, with cling film, wrapping it up. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm protecting it from the, the light. Even in Scotland, we do get sunlight sometimes. So I was I was protecting it. I was protecting, because they've changed the design. I, I shared it on a story the other day. The new design is rubbish. So I wanted to make sure that I got four of the original designs packed away 
<laughs> I mean, it, it's not it's not an NFT. There's no appreciation of value in this, I don't think. Um, I mean, arguably, there's no appreciation in NFTs either. But um, I just wanted to maintain, it's just such a beautiful design. I'm disappointed, Innocent Gun, if you're watching this, which I know you are. You may not subscribe or share or sponsor the podcast, but I know you're watching and listening intently. Yeah, um, but there goes so your there, sponsorship there now yeah. because you said their logo was now shit. Yeah, but this, <laughs> this is the thing. They're, they're bigger than that. They'll rise above the fact that, you know, there's... there's they love it. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thinking, thinking about, um, I guess, technology is, is something that is rapidly changing every industry and has been for since the dawn of time. Um, but even more so now than ever, now that actual machine learning is properly working and entering into consumer tech and, and whatnot. Do you have any uh, thoughts or insight or um, opinions on how technology is affecting voiceover work? It's the most contentious issue in the voiceover industry uh, as we speak. Um, uh, actually, one of my close friends, Beth Standing in Canada, um, remember that TikTok voice? Um, I don't know if it made it to the UK. She was the voice of TikTok. If you typed in something, yeah, yeah, it was her yeah. voice that said it. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But TikTok used it without her permission. Whoa! Because it was actually around the. It was a Scottish connection, actually. Um, a guy in Scotland booked her for the original job, and basically she had to say like ten thousand phrases, and then they created a, a, a machine, an AI version of her, and she. There were stipulations for what that usage could be, but then they sold that to TikTok and TikTok obviously and it went just crazy viral her voice uh, so she sued she sued TikTok and they settled out of court with her so um, this is a really really big thing for the industry and um, there are a lot of AI uh, companies out there who are doing everything they can to make the most natural sounding uh, AI voice so they don't have to pay voice actors anymore and um, it's a very contentious issue because you know for things like e-learning or maybe uh, IVR which is for telephone answering services and stuff like that there, there, there is a use for it I can imagine for people who have low budgets but um, yeah there's a lot of people running scared thinking that it is going to take a large partial a large portion of the voiceover industry uh, out of the game just like Uber did for taxi drivers over here. Gosh, what an insight. Yeah. I mean, they'll never they'll never get the same. It's it's a little bit like uh so I, I use I use Google Photos and um it makes me chuckle sometimes because it'll it'll pull um like video and photo and it'll it'll cut it together with a terrible music track. And it'll use it'll use bits of video that's like you've you've basically you've used you've used the stuff that we'd leave on the cutting room floor, but you've edited it in, and it's like fair play. I mean, good effort, machine. Um, but you suck at editing right now. But there may well be a time uh, where video basic video editing, or at least tools that even sophisticated. Um, or I guess professional editors could use to streamline and speed up the process. So I see some of the technology within our audiovisual um, medium being beneficial. But if your work is just going to be replaced by a computer, like it'll never replace you, mate. I don't think it will either. And, and there's two things like that because. You even watch the, the videos from the Unreal Engine for... Uh, I can't remember which gaming company does the Unreal Engine. and Epic. Is it Epic? And yeah. they're getting really, really good at a face. Uh, and, and But you can tell. You can, you can tell. And my question to all of these people is, why? What's the end game? Why, if you're trying to replace an actor with uh, a CGI, why are you actually doing that? That I don't understand why they would want to replace an actor with a voiceover. Why are you trying to replace uh, a human? Um, and you know, a lot of people who get scared about the AI voices. Um, for me, 
I know, because I'm, I'm actually quite computer savvy, I know how much time it takes to take an AI voice and insert the inflections and bring it up, bring it down, make it do what it needs to do. It takes hours upon hours of editing and tweaking to get it to even sound kind of similar. So they're not saving any money because somebody still has to manipulate that AI voice to do that. Now, yeah, the algorithms might get better, but I just, why? What are they trying to do? That's that's, that's my biggest question is, uh, why would they want to replace a human when a human can do whatever you want? Do you think it's a, a money-saving exercise? Is it to get the tech to the point where it actually is less of a burden and a money-saving exercise? I don't know if I don't know if that's what it is. I think there's just too many clever people out there who I think they're just running <laughs> with it. I think this, shit, we can do this. We fuck, this is mm. good. Oh shit, this really sounds like a human. And I think they're just pushing the envelope as far as they can. And yes, there will be financial gain at the end of it because they have to because there's a lot of research goes in behind it. But um, I, I think yeah. In answer to your question, Martin, I, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's people, really clever people, coming up with shit, and then somebody saying, "Oh, there's a there's a market for that. We can we can replace yeah the lower end voices." Yeah, there, there probably is a, a market for it because there's not just low budget there's people out there with no budget um you know and there's there's community groups and there's um you know small local charities that that really are working on a shoestring and they don't have the confidence the technology um you know so many barriers for them to create content and there's there's loads of things trying to replace content creators you know like videographers editors and it's just not the same and it will it will never be the same no and you know congratulations to adobe for making such a good suite of programs but the the learning curve that's that's behind learning all the motion graphics and learning the mm-hmm. the editing and learning how to use all those suites. It, it's just if you know somebody, that's what they do. That's their lives. That's what they do on a day to day basis. You just you can't beat that. No, you'd have to spend hours upon hours upon hours to even get close to where they are. So it's the whole creative industry. I understand there's there's challenges, but the way I see it is, as long as we are doing business with people, um, then. I think they they actually prefer to be able to have that relationship. Yeah, well said. Yeah, yeah, well said. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of suppliers recently. Not creative suppliers, you know, functional suppliers. (laughs) And there's there's not a call that's gone by where I've thought, I'm pretty sure a computer could have done better than that in terms of the customer service the pleasantries it's a it's a sad state of affairs but i think um many jobs i I don't think the creative jobs that we're talking about with such nuance i mean i would encourage anyone to go to your website and just listen to your reels (laughs) and i would love to see but it is like it's it's incredible the 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 skill uh in that delivery and i think it is it'd be very difficult to to replace that um, thank you yeah well i mean it speak it speaks for itself <laughs> i see what you did there oh it's clever isn't <laughs> it? he's been it's waiting clever. he's been waiting all night he's been waiting all night to use that one i i worked one into the i, I worked one into the intro as well i don't know whether you uh, noticed um i can't remember Oh, you'll have to listen back. I will. <laughs> uh, well, I've got I've got one more uh, question. But Martin, did you want to fire anything? Is there any, is there any burning questions that you've you've thought? I'm, I'm having a fantastic time just listening to this wealth of knowledge that I did not. Uh, when it comes to voiceovers, it's kind of a yeah, it's unknown territory for me. I've worked with actors, but I do feel like, especially with the whole um, usage rights. Um, conversation we had earlier it's a it's a whole different kettle of fish especially from a client perspective and then from our perspective having to try to explain this minefield of information to a lot of clients so um no i'm really enjoying the conversation i don't want to break the flow finn on your next question (laughs) awesome well this is this is a question that i've been thinking about myself a lot um it's probably the age i'm i'm getting to (laughs) 
Why is that funny? Well, you're much younger than me, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. This is this is the great thing. Like, um, we're we're probably uh, I'm probably in between your age and Martin's age, and it's funny when. Uh, like Martin, also, you've said before, Martin, you've been like, "Oh, I'm getting old," and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> yeah, like, and 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 that's what people say to me when any anyone you know, kind of forty five and up, they're like, "Shut the fuck up!" Finn. Yeah, wait until like, you get a you finger didn't. shoved up your ass on a regular basis. <laughs> Is this for pleasure or is this for? I can't say. Is is is, is, is this something that develops in later years in terms of like, oh, you know what I really enjoy these days? <laughs> Golf and getting fingers shoved up my ass. <laughs> it just so happens my prostate is up there, but that's just by the by. <laughs> But why is the golf ball up there? That's 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 the question. I mean, uh, four. Uh, so if you were if you were lucky enough to be able to turn back time and have a sit down with your younger self, kind of formative years, kind of like you know maybe graduating high school where you're kind of forced to decide, you know, what are you gonna do? What advice would you give to yourself? It's a very good question. And I would probably say, get comfortable with yourself. Stop trying to fit in for the sake of fitting in. Stop trying to be vanilla so you don't stand out. You know, be yourself. Don't be held back by either other people's perceptions or your perceptions uh i really did i held myself back i i i was i didn't want to be embarrassed i didn't want to put myself out there and god i regret that i really really do because now i do not give a shit i do not give a shit about anything anymore and i wish i was like that when i was younger that is awesome and well said well well said Martin, what would you tell your current self? Um, just fucking cut the alcohol out, mate. Fuck me. Like, your hangovers are now lasting three days. That's a sign. That is a sign. <laughs> I'm not going to well, listen. Welcome to the new world order. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to get better, that's for sure. Actually, no. that is your saving grace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always on standby. Yeah, yeah, ne- neck and a neck and a pint of water or two. If anybody doesn't know, you know, most people, if you go to uh, a DJ or something like that, it's a dynamic microphone that they use, and it doesn't pick up much of the outside noise. Um, it's very focused. But a condenser microphone, if you fart, you will hear it a hundred fucking miles away. It's right. <laughs> it's your stomach rumbles. Your microphone yeah. picks it up. But what that what happens is, um, if you have a dry mouth. You get noise mm. clicks, really bad noise clicks. And I'd never heard a noise click before in the whole of my life until I started recording myself. And now I hear it fucking everywhere. I'm having a conversation <laughs> with somebody. I'm thinking, holy shit, you need to hydrate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what why I mentioned it there is because I d- probably drink about five or six of these a day religiously because it, it limits the amount of noise clicks I have because you have to stay hydrated. What limits all the farting, though? That's what the audience really wants to know. Uh, Nothing? uh, I I just stick my ass out the side of the booth. (laughs) (laughs) And edit the rest out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That final pass before it gets to the client. You know, like... (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Oh, my gosh. Well... Craig, it's been an absolute ruddy pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for day drinking with us. It's a pleasure. My wife is going to suffer. (laughs) I will be a sloppy mess. I'm sure that's a daily occurrence anyway, (laughs) my man. (laughs) If there is anything that we can do to help and support you, do let us know. Otherwise, we will keep you in mind for future projects. And we wish you all the luck in the world. And just have a have an awesome rest of your day. Look forward to catching up soon. Thank you, and you too. And just keep on creating this amazing shit because I love it. Ah, ah super we kind. will do our best. Thanks a bunch, dude. Thanks very have much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Craig. Take care. Take care.
<laughs> bye bye. Catch you later. Bye. Now we can we can say what we really think. Now. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> hang up, hang up, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm out of here, guys. A legend. Oh, a legend. Man, what an absolute dude. I didn't realize. I knew that was going to be uh, a good episode. What? What didn't you realize? Well, how, how long have we been rolling for? Because that's flown. Oh fuck! <laughs> An hour and a half. Let's stop rolling. Just so you know, Martin, with with this new format, this is our outro. Oh. Uh, so this will be this will be a fun little outro, a little behind the scenes oh, right. on Martin's side there. That was super insightful. Everything that Craig was saying there. Yeah. I've got a greater respect for voiceover artists. I always did, but that deeper insight um, has really made me not only respect Craig, but it as a craft. Uh, it's super impressive. Mm. Um, what an absolute legend. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Dude, I'm, ex I'm exhausted. Like, it has been some week and it's Friday. No idea when we're releasing this. Um, is there any strategy to it? I mean, not really. Wing it. We, we put all do. of all of our energy <clears throat> and strategy into client projects. This this is a bit of fun. Um, so thanks for sticking around. And Martin, as always, absolute legend. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> is this it? Is this the outro? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably just be fading to black over this. Ah. You know, right. ever so Fair slow. Well. Like I don't, I don't know. Like this is, this is my, this is, uh, this is the new, the new format that we're we're trying to work out to streamline. Cut to the podcast is a late show for creatives and produced in Glasgow by Fosho Studios. If you have liked what you've seen and or heard, then please do share Cut to with your friends and family. You know what to do: like, subscribe, all of that jazz. And we will see you next time on Cut to the podcast. <laughs> Thumbnail. Thumbnails are so awkward. I, mean, I know. I that's, thumbnails, that is what YouTubers do.